Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created F is for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Sorry about not being on today. Uh, today is Monday. This is going to release on Tuesday. We had a little bit of an issue uh, last night. We'll get into that later. But uh, you know what time it is. James, do you know what time it is? It's the beginning of fall today, right? That's what time it is. It's no, man, it, it's go time, buddy. My name is Jay. Welcome to episode six. We have a great show today. First, we will update the playoff sports in each hockey and basketball, right? Talk some football because it's week two just ended and we got Monday night football. We got that on the screen right now. We're, we're, we're looking at that as well. We're also going to give some outlook into the baseball playoffs coming around the corner too, right? October is coming around. That's that's baseball playoffs time for us. And we thought it would be fun. And and James, we're going to try to tie this in here with a little bit of entertainment here. And we're going to draft, not really draft, but pick our all-star lineup for baseball. Saturday night live cast members. How does that sound, James? Are you excited for I, that? I, I am excited. I got my list. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to see what you got. I want to see what lineup's going to win. Yeah. All right. And of course, viewers, I want you to figure out what your cast would be, what ours looks like, and who won this All Star game. Then we're going to end the show as we always do with a couple dads being dudes, and we got a hot topic tonight because that's why we're that's why we're recording tonight. <laughs> so uh, Sunday did not work for us, so we'll, we'll get into that, James. Well, it did, it didn't, it didn't because the Patriots were on Sunday night, so we could put our attention where it was definitely needed. But we'll talk about that game shortly. Oh yes, but no, and- realistically, for me, Jay, 
My the Bruins are done. They're gone. I don't care. They're done. I don't care. Lightning are up three nothing on the Stars in Game Two. The Stars are up one nothing on the Lightning in the Stanley Cup Final. Let's move on. Lightning are going to win in six. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next topic. What the hell is going on with your Boston Celtics? No panic here. Let's not panic. I'm not panicking. This is not panic, Jason. Here, this is calm. I'm cool. Calm. I'm collective here. I think what happened in Game One and Two uh, really speaks volumes of of leadership. Not being able to close the game, double digit leads. They are a great. They're a great team. It's a great matchup. The Miami Heat, like I said in shows before, just a. They're just rolling the dice here. They're they're just hitting on all cylinders. The team's playing very cohesive. Um, but as far as talent really shakes out, maybe one through nine, the Heat are really, you know, pretty solid there. But once you get to these rounds, you're not going to that ninth, ninth guy and neither are the Celtics. You, you're, you're starting to see that everything's shrinking down. They're only playing about six or seven guys. And when you do that, I think the Celtics have a better six, seven guys. If you get farther beyond that, that's when we're putting semi Elgile out and we're putting Ennis Cantor out, and we're, we're getting crushed. But uh, not in panic mode now. Obviously, Game 3 happened over the weekend. Uh, they were up the whole time. Double-digit lead, almost got to 20. And then the last three minutes came, and it shrunk to 6, and then went back to 11 and ended the game. And what happened in Game 2, Marcus Smart, I don't know if you heard about this and listened to the, the – uh, New England Sports Radio, uh, some of the listeners probably heard it on ESPN, whatever. Marcus Smart really called out a couple guys in the locker room. They had it out, had a couple words, a couple chairs were tossed, whatever it may be. But I think it worked. They need a leader, and I think they got the leader. Uh, they got one of their main pieces back, and I'm telling you that Gordon Hayward coming back in Game 3 was very important, very good passer, very good just with the ball slow it down he was very methodical rebounds steals assists he did it all played a lot of minutes he looked gassed i mean i don't did you watch the celtics game on what was it saturday night no the celtics won't get my attention to the finals to the so gordon Gor, yeah gordon hayward was out there i've been i've been down the path with these young celtics in the eastern conference finals like i've seen what they can do i've seen what they cannot do um, I don't think Marcus Smart's a leader. I don't think he is. I think your leadership needs to be Tatum and Brown um, as they have each other's backs. It seems like what came out of the Gary Washburn article of the Boston Globe as he's actually down in the bubble. He had like firsthand accounts, tweets and all that stuff. It really seems like you have and maybe they've worked it out a divided locker room between Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. And you have Jason Tatum backing Jalen Brown. Um and the best cure to that is winning and they won and it seems like they hashed it out, but it, you can see the frustration in what I was reading online and reading in tweets, watch. Cause I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go on Twitter every once in a while, just check out the scores and see like the running commentary of some of the Boston sports people. Um, the worst thing the Celtics can have right now is a double digit lead. <laughs> <laughs> is it, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Cause he, like I said, even in game three, they were up the whole time. Just, it just never want to step on that throat, right? They don't have that, that killer instinct, that killer edge. And that has a but lot that to comes do with from a, That comes from the coach though. I think right. Brad Stevens very much is a very passive. He doesn't get angry at refs. He holds on to 
uh, timeouts like Danny Ainge holds on to draft picks. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I would love to see a little bit more energy out of the coach. And I think you got a little bit more energy out of the coach. You would fire up the base a little bit more. But as you have Marcus Smart, who is an amazing defender, I'm not taking anything away from him. But he cannot be your leader. He because when he thinks he's hot, he thinks he's hot and he's not. Yeah, he's hit some big shots, and I'm never gonna take that away from him. But again, it's one of those things where, you know, he is just way too inconsistent to be a leader. If he wants to be rep you know, cheer everybody on and get everybody hyped up to do it, that's great. But the leadership on the team still needs to come from Tatum Tatum and Brown. Yeah, that's, the, the two that's best my two cents. Right, right. The two best players and in game three they showed up. I mean, respectively, 26, 25 points. They scored 50 together. They were slashing, getting to the line, moving, distributing the ball, of course. But they had four guys in, in 20 points. They had Marcus, Kemba, Jalen, and Tatum. I mean, you get that was 90 of the 112 they scored, okay? So it's those guys. If you keep doing that, four guys scoring 20, that – that's that's the sauce, man. That's that's what's going to get you to the next level. You know, at least get you to the finals. Oh, now, yeah, and then whoever is going to the finals, man, you just better be getting ready to eat LeBron shorts because I think the Lakers are unstoppable right now. I don't think. Yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm not. I don't want to look too far ahead to that, right? Because the Miami is up to one. Uh, but it, I, again. It, the way that the Miami and the and the Celtics are matching up is 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 they're they're built that way. Whereas once they get to the Western Conference and they see more height with what the Lakers can put out there, or even what Denver has. I mean, Denver's got a lot of height with uh, Jokic. I mean, it's going to be very interesting because they, there's a lot of small ball kind of happening in the East, a lot of wing play, uh, which is fine, but. If you get to that next level, I, I, I don't want to get too far ahead. There's a couple spots, the backcourt for the Celtics, way better. Marcus, Kemba, who, who you know, like nobody's stopping them, and they're gonna they're gonna defend and shut down whoever. So they will let LeBron and AD do whatever the hell they want to do because no one's guarding Tatum either. No one's guarding Brown. There's two. Lakers aren't built for defense. Okay, so. And as long as those guys are scoring, because nobody can defend the, uh, those guys on the perimeter or even the backcourt, like I don't care. Like we're not going to play Tice. He's just going to and Cantor. They're just going to foul all day long. Get twos. Because right now Miami's a three point team, and so are the Celtics. Lakers are not. So to me, three point is king right now. And if you just let them shoot perimeters and layups and get two every possession, fine. Go for it because you guys don't have shooters like the Celtics do. Just a different, you know, it, obviously uh, with LeBron and AD, two of the best to, uh, top five players in the league, all pros. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think the Lakers next whoever, five, six guys are worth a damn. You know, I think it's those two guys and they're in, and, and Denver got to where they are right now but i mean we're, we're watching it in, in motion right now that i don't think they're ready for uh the lakers the lakers are just better than denver like god I, I would never have thought denver would be in this spot i thought it was clippers lakers you know like i still think i still think it's lakers everybody else like i think there's a big gap between the lakers and everybody else in the west 
Yeah, and like I said, even if it's not the Celtics and it's Miami going to that level, I, maybe it's just because I watch so much Celtics games, I have a little bit more passion behind that team and what they can actually do if they put their minds to it, maybe. But uh, with the Heat, you're, you're, you're kind of right where I'm like, I don't think it's going to be, I don't have as much faith that uh, even beating the Celtics and going to the finals that they're going to stop LeBron or AD or, you know, is Duncan Robbins going to show up Is you know, what are the other guys going to do what they're going to do? Cause Jimmy Butler, what is he going to guard LeBron? Like we've already seen that story. We heard it happened in the East all the time and LeBron ate his lunch. So it's kind of like, all right, well that guy's not going to stop him. And Jimmy and Jimmy, you know, they're, they're, they're predicated on just like the Celtics, a lot of people scoring. You know, they need all those guys to put buckets in to, to keep up. That's the thing. Two guys can score 80 on uh, Lakers. It's going to take four on any other team. So we'll, yeah, see. we'll see what happens. Like I said, I just think I think I, I hopefully they, the Celtics worked out whatever issue they had um, in well, regards to their their issues with getting past the simple two, three zone. And you know whatever chemistry issues they had, you know they, what was the line they, that you, they heard is losing teams don't argue, winning teams do because they want like the best out of each other. If you if you're relegated to losing, you're not going to fight with each other to be better. And that and, and that's what kind of a lot of people are saying was coming out of that argument was Smart wanted Tatum and Brown to be better than what they were that night. So we'll see what happens. I'm with you. Like I said, they're you're two three. I think definitely. I mean, it has to go a minimum of six games now. So, you know, I think if it, if I'm the NBA, this is going seven games because it is the NBA and the refs can change the output of a game in 10 seconds to make it a seven game series pretty easily. Especially yeah. if the NBA wants the Lakers to win the finals, which is that's the rumor right now is that they want the Lakers to win the finals because of Kobe and all that. Um, so but if I'm if I'm a NBA fan, I I'm not opposed to the Lakers winning, even though I'm a Celtics fan. Um part-time and I, I could care less about the banner count and stuff like that 18 to 18 whatever it is don't forget Celtics 11 of those banners were against you know Joe Schmo teams in the 50s like let's be honest um it was you know I think if he if AD wins the championship this year with LeBron he's going to be more likely to venture into free agency and get his and get his payday because he was like I already have my championship I want it with the Lakers like it's not like I won it with the Pelicans. I won it with the Los Angeles Lakers. My, I will always be tied to that franchise now. I'm going to go play in Houston or play in Golden State or play in Utah, wherever, who's going to give them the biggest paycheck. So I think if you're a, if you're a not a super team person and you're a Clippers fan, you want the Lakers to win just to get AD, you know, possibly AD out of Los Angeles. So. Yeah, and let's let's back up a little bit. I know you were talking about Brad Stevens and how he has a lot to do with this, and and I I feel the same way that he you know he's a college coach, and the way that he sometimes does some of these things in the last few minutes where they kind of hold the ball, drain the clock, and just pass it around. And you're, this isn't college; like these guys are all professionals. They're just going to be like, go ahead, do that, and then we're just going to come back down and score three or take it to the bucket, go drive, get a foul not make the layup, go to the line and catch right back up. And that was happening time and time again. So I, I agree with your previous statement about Stevens. And I'm like, yeah, 
if anyone's got to grow a set, you know, he's first in line. The rest of the guys, I'm not worried about what, uh, you know, the players need to do. That's their job. I need, I need the coach to kind of light a couple fires and, and get a little uh, passionate and, 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 yeah, and, I... and, and step on throats. Like, Keep driving. And that's the thing too. Like you're right. He goes into ISO ball. It goes to like who you know. It, it, I, it reminds me of watching the Bruins before, where they just kept passing the puck, passing the puck. I'm like, shoot the puck, shoot the freaking puck, just shoot it, just do it, do it, do it. You know, and that's what you're yelling at the TV, being like, dude, take the shot, just take, take it, just take, take, take the shot, just not, shoot, not, the, not, shoot not, it. Not you, Marcus. Not you. Yeah, <laughs> stop it. No, you pass. You pass, yeah. and then you flop. Go do a flop. Get us. Get us to the line and then, you know, go from there. But, you know, it, it, it's been fun. I have to say, I do love the Laker, the Heat's Vice City uniform outfits. I, that, those, those uniforms. Oh, if they, are, if they come out in game four, we're fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're done. Well, no, yeah, because it's the Heat or the Heat are home, right? Yeah, yeah. this is the home series. But don't forget, the, the Celtics are 7 and 0 on the road in the playoffs this year. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny stat. Now, well, it, it, but, but the good thing is, too, to look at here is that uh, they're going to have a four-day break uh, so that Gordon will get his legs back underneath him a little bit more. Uh, he did play Why that one. Why is it a four-day break? I'm sorry. Why they're trying to catch up. Is... They're, they're, way, they're three games at, or two games ahead of uh, the West, so they need them to kind of catch back up so they and i'm sure it has a lot to do monday night football like i think they wanted to kind of like stagger it too to for viewership and all that fun stuff and you wonder why the what what, why the stanley cup finals you guys literally started the playoffs on the same time in the stanley cup finals are going on right now just just saying like this is why the nba playoffs are a joke of a system (laughs) it's a money i said this in a previous you okay for like who there's ticket sales yeah, for all the viewers, I guess. I, I think, well, what they're trying to do is, like, if they they could finish. Okay, what if it, they finished in, like, three days? Like, you know, the Miami just rolls. And now Done. they're, like, okay, a week away on. from the finals. Because I, I think I'm it's the, set. The finals don't start until, like, sometime next see, week. See, and then, well, then, then, that's, then that's when the finals start. Like, it's the same thing with, like, the, in oh, fantastic transition. This is my transition. Ready? It's the same reason you have the NB the World Series. The World Series always starts on this day, regardless. And if you finish, if you sweep all your series, then you still have to wait till October twenty eighth or twenty sixth, whenever it is, to play the World Series. It doesn't matter how quickly you get through your series; they don't change the date of this World Series. That's what it should be: is like this is the date the finals start, regardless, because that's the worst case scenario if all the series go seven games. It should start the two days after the end of the seventh, the possible seventh game. So if you sweep them, you sweep them. Great, you have a nice and then you get the break. You, then you get the rest. It's a benefit, like because you you did your job. Exactly, you're not going to move up the date because you have advertisers and stuff like that. But again, if you have a captive audience, and if I'm the NBA, I'm trying to get out of, get out of September and October as fast as humanly possible because your ratings are down. Yeah, get out of if football's coming in. You want to get out, get out of the way. And and same yeah. with hockey. Every, well, right, and we're in unprecedented times, so this is for uh, it, it, it. This we'll never see this again. Uh, hopefully, you know. <laughs> like so. Um, with that said, uh, let's end there. All right, we did we did our our basketball. Uh, we did our hockey very quick. Uh, so baseball very quick. Let's just we didn't really t- hit on this a lot during our so, show, but 
Oh, what's up? So if anybody has to say, it's baseball's a 60-game season this year. Um, you have probably a strike coming in the, the spring, so enjoy your playoff baseball this year. Um, just to kind of catch you up to date, uh, the Red Sox suck. Um, they're yeah, they're a horrible. Team. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, they're god awful. Uh, please, JD, JD Martinez just opt out. Um, but the bigger news out of it is, um, oh, but if you, I am a huge Red Sox fan and Jay can attest to that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it was, you know, they've, the only thing cool is they announced that the players union and the owners agreed to a bubble playoff system, which is going to hopefully help because I don't know that major league baseball has been plagued with COVID tests running rampant and cancellations of games and postponement of games. So the bubble system is really cool. You have San Diego, Los Angeles, Sandy, uh, Arlington, I think, are the three places they're having the games. So I think there's a fourth, but I'm not 100% sure. I think maybe both Los Angeles stadiums are being used. I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we'll do a quick playoff bet. That was my thoughts. Uh, Red Sox suck. Uh, White Sox and Grays are leading the American League, which is awesome. There's eight teams in the playoffs in each conference, which is Yep, that's awesome. something new. Yep, something new. That's pretty and, cool. Um, so, you know, and I think it's like, I think the Dodgers and San Diego are destined for an, an LCS meet, meet matchup, which would be awesome because San Diego is super good this year. Yeah. Out of, out of nowhere. And then, uh, the name that I keep seeing up on my feeds all the time, Fernando Tatis Jr. This guy just looks like he looks like a superstar and then you watch him play and he just, he is a superstar. He is, he's the, he's the next coming. He's, he's like, uh, he's not trout. He, he plays like trout but he ain't trout he's 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 all he's all glossy he's all show it's great i you know well, well, i, I well, like those guys it is san diego and so that means you know he'll be a superstar until he gets hits free agency and then he'll no longer be in san diego yeah san diego really put together a team i'm looking at their hosmers there you know uh cabrera got down there a couple years ago with a huge contract and i was i was always Machado. when that when yeah when that happened well yeah when that happened when that happened, I was like, because he came out of the uh, AL East, right? He was on Baltimore, and we thought, wow. He was on wow, Baltimore, it... and he got traded to the Dodgers the year the Red Sox won the World Series. Right. So for all this time, I was like, man, I, th- I thought he was going to be a Yankee, went to the Dodgers, and then he left and went to San Diego. I'm like, what is, what's in San Diego? And I guess he knew something that I didn't because a couple years later, here, there they are. Uh, but the Dodgers, they're putting up video game numbers, man. They've scored like over three, 300 runs in 60 games. It's it's ridiculous. That's one thing I've been noticing. And obviously, because it's a shortened season, they're playing every day. So the pitchers are just getting gassed. And it, you're seeing video game numbers, man. I've, I don't know how many times I've looked in the box score, and I'm seeing baseball scores up in the 20s often, like once a week. So it's like pitchers aren't ready. Batters are ahead. And you're going to start seeing a lot. Of, I hope in the playoffs it continues, and you're just seeing a lot of just, you know, runs on the board, man. So I think it's going to be fun. You know, like you said, it's increased. You got eight games uh, or eight teams on each side, and it, it, it's like you mentioned before. If there's really a strike that's imminent, then let's hey jump on the jump on the bandwagon right now. I I think I'm going to be one of those guys. I'd like to follow it. I. Uh, my dad is a huge Dodger fan, so I think secretly my National League team is uh, the Dodgers, maybe. And since Mookie went over there, all right, I know a guy on that team. Great, you know, like I hope he does well because he's a hell of a player, and it sucks that we lost him. But uh, you also have the- Price over there too. You have some good. Play- I mean, the, the, the Dodgers. 
the Dodgers, again, should have won, you know, the World Series at least once in the last three years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you ran into the Red Sox that were the buzzsaw in 2018. Like, that was, sorry, yeah. that was, you know, that was, A, an unbelievable series. Like I said, that World Series was two weeks before my wedding. So I'm up till midnight, 1 o'clock, watching these World Series games. And my wife's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's the World Series. Um, and then, of course, you know, I, the joke I always had was that was when they won the, they won, they won the American League pennant. I told Jen, hey, I'm going to buy a World Series hoodie the second the Red Sox on the World Series. And so, well, like, okay, so they get in the World Series. The, that next day I buy the hoodie. It literally shows up to my apartment on November 1st. They won the World Series like four days earlier, and I'm like, great. I had this, and I brought it to the wedding, and I remember I like sw- I was swimming, and it was so big. Mm. Um, but, man, that's one comfy sweater, so one comfy hoodie. So, awesome. But, yeah, no, I think I think it's the Dodgers' title to lose. Um, yeah, so nobody I mean, out in the AL, you know, I don't even know. Like what, what you said, I think, earlier before we got on the show, the Rays are like a pretty good team, the right? Rays, the, the Rays, the White Sox have been really, really good. Yeah, crazy, you still, crazy. You still have the Yankees, and the Yankees can Yeah, they can turn it on. Hot awesome. Fast. Yankees, Dodgers, fuck. Bring it on, man. That's <sighs> those, those uniforms, man. You want a classic American baseball, a Dodger, the Dodger ba- white and blue with the Yankees pinstripes? No, no, Oof, no. Baseball that. needs that. When you're talking about basketball needing game seven, baseball needs Yankee Dodgers right now. And their viewership will go not skyrocket because you're still dealing with football, but it will be better. I smell a series maybe maybe next weekend or a couple weekends is best uniforms. Oh, okay. Just for any we'll sport, do, for the four ma- for the four major. Okay. So, but yeah, because yeah, if you if you that. bring in the uh, the Hartford Steamburgers, uh, you know, <laughs> into this mix, you know, like uh, you get all those double A, single A teams, man. Some of those those unis are uh, pretty spectacular. The Colorado right. vibe with the with the uh, s'mores mascot. Nice. Speaking of s'mores. Yeah, Genevieve with the little s'more, right? What was that? Oh, uh, yeah. what, what? Talk about that. What? What did? Uh, what did she do there? Oh, so she made that a while ago. Was she crocheted a little s'more that Michaels found on Instagram and asked to be used in their national marketing or, you know, inspire guide and stuff like that? So nice. Hashtag, she got asked, and now she hashtag Michaels. Nice. There you go. Sponsor us. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause they're listening to all these podcasts, awesome. um, but now hey, she's Michaels. now doing, yeah, she's now doing, um, little, uh, crocheted cats. Cats. I saw that on Facebook today. Yeah. The, the little angry cats. So she's doing that. She's doing a bunch of them. So she's doing, we had grumpy old men this time. I think she's going to do some Halloween ones next. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, then she's going to do some old lady ones with like colored hair, maybe, you know, so she's being very creative and she loves it. She, she bangs them out pretty quickly and she loves doing it. So awesome. I'm like whatever she needs. So, but with that, we're done with the baseball. It's going to lead into our main topic. Our yeah, here main we go. Part let, of this, the show. let this show begin. There we go. So uh, a couple weeks ago, Jay came up to me. He was like, dude, let's do something about Saturday Night Live. And we started brainstorming. And so we came up with, like, let's do like all-star teams because we figured we're going to do a draft, a draft a month, basically. Yeah. We're going to try to do a draft and kind of get our thoughts and stuff out there. Um, so we decided, you know, why don't we do with baseball and stuff? Why don't we do a starting lineup for SNL cast members? Um, so we have, uh, one to nine, 
uh, batting order, and then you have two starting pitchers, a closer, and a manager. And the manager is just considered the host because he managed the, be- the show. Yeah, well, host. we think the best host that we've seen. Uh, and I know uh, James and I had some dialogue back and forth. I'm very curious to see what he had because you know, with the little conversation we had prior to this, you like to go a little vintage. You're you're kind of, it seems like a vintage SNL guy where I'm more probably staying in the realm of 90s, aughts, teens, you know, so I'm kind of in that realm there because that's when I really got into it, like hardcore, like, uh, you know, I, I, I am a avid SNL. It was Comedy fan. Central that got me in SNL when they did Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. SNL, and they used have, to have them on all the time. Do you have the Peacock channel? For, uh, oh, I do. I, I got Peacock. I can't watch it on anything but my phone, but I would love to watch it on anything else but my phone. Yeah, I, I heard that maybe they have like a whole SNL channel and you can kind of just watch. It's not even like commercials or anything. It's, you just watch skits. I and think it, Hulu it, has it, all of them on there, too. And it just jumbles around. Uh, it's like a, a playlist of skits. Anyway. But uh, let's get started. Uh, James, so you know also, what? Also oh. a disclaimer. Also, dis- we are not going through every single cast member because we know there are going to be some duplicate cast members. We're only going to be discussing the cast members that we are not in agreement with yes. on our list and ask why it's on there. Yeah, perfect. So I actually want to. Ju- so, so, Jay, why don't you, you want, want me to just do your st- do you want to do your starting nine? Yeah, let me just my starting nine. Yeah, let me let me just pump through it without any explanation. All right, so uh, batting first, I'm gonna have Mike Myers. Uh, okay. In this, in a, in a second spot, Adam Sandler. Batting third, gonna get a lot of pitches. Uh, Chris Farley. You know, clean up. Will Ferrell. Fifth spot, you know, Jimmy Fallon. And then uh, the sixth, I got Kate McKinnon. Bill Nader in the seventh spot. Jason Sudeikis, eight. At uh, Andy Samberg, nine. First starting pitcher, Tina Fey. Second starting pitcher, pitcher David Spade. My closer is going to be Chris, Chris Rock. And my manager is Justin Timberlake, best host of all time. Go ahead, James. Okay, hold on a second. I just got to make notes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. Whoa. I Se- have seven seven different spots? No, we have seven like. Oh, geez. Okay, cool, cool. So I have it. I start off with uh, David Spade as my leadoff. Then I have Dan Aykroyd as my second. Chris Farley batting bat- in my number three spot. Mike Myers batting cleanup. Eddie Murphy batting fifth. Tina Fey, batting six. Adam Sandler, seventh. Cecil Strong in my eighth spot. And I have uh, Chris Kattan, batting ninth. My starting pitchers are Will Ferrell and Kate McKinnon. My closing pitcher is Phil Hartman. And my host is Steve Martin. Right. Yeah, I tried to take as many notes as I could as I, as you were going through. I missed a couple spots, but no big deal. I think I got uh, yeah, a couple couple different ones. Uh, uh, Cecily Strong, 
right? Yeah. She, yeah, she is. I mean, she has been one of the more consistent cast members. And I think she really shined a little bit more during some of these pandemic episodes where they did try to put a show on. Um, but she's always a fantastic secondary character. She can carry a skit by herself and she can have a little bit of fun with herself. And I always think back to the um, lobster, the diner lobster episode, um, as well as the other one with um, the LaGuardia episode with the sushi at LaGuardia with John Mulaney, those two episodes, I just think of her. Um, So, I mean, she's just a really good actress. She's been nominated for a couple Emmys and just shows how strong she is. And, you know, no, no pun to the name. And it's going to be one of those things. Again, she is not a main cast member because there's some big it's it's Kate McKinnon's show and everybody else is part of it right now. Oh, yeah. But she is she is definitely in there as part of, you know, that strong secondary role. And when she leaves, it's going to be if, if she ever leaves, it's one of those like missing pieces like she's just going to be definitely missing. Yeah, my, my choose to film. Yeah, and my my favorite kind of if you kind of go through my list and and what I've really liked where they where you get that showcase is when they get to go on weekend update and really get to write for themselves and really kind of showcase who they are, what they can do. I think she is awesome in the in the role of the uh, the drunk party member or the drunk girlfriend or the drunk yep. whatever. It's just she and it's a returning guest. She always comes on and I'm just like all locked in. She's great. She she's she's wonderful. She's wonderful. And I, I went with the Kate McKinnon. You had was she yeah, on me your too. list? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you went to more local na- or, or more recent members now. Uh, and that's why I kind of, I had them both on my list and I just said, nah, I want to stay with Kate. Cause, uh, I think the, the episodes where she does the, when they do that skit with like two other people and she's like, <laughs> I don't even I forget her name, but she's kind of like that when they get, uh, I think it was McConaughey. Uh, when they got abducted by aliens and she was in that room. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. it's the funniest skit I think almost of all time. I I, I can't stop laughing and I'm like Kate. McKinney, oh, it's with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. It's oh, Ryan Gosling. that was it. Yeah. So I I just think uh yeah no two two great female awesome leads and yeah can definitely carry a show. So not all right. That. So you explain to me Jimmy Fallon. All right. So Jimmy Fallon, uh, he is the best breaker of all time. Uh, he can't keep his face straight. I love his, uh, Red Sox, uh, Boston when he, when he wants to do that little stick, uh, about, uh, the Red Sox or whatever, or the Pats with, uh, M- uh, Rachel Dretch. Um, I think that's, that's gold. Um, Obviously, his career afterwards is is one thing where it just took off and he's done really well. But uh, I used to love watching and waiting for those skits where he would laugh and break because I thought that was that was him being just a cool guy. Like, just this is too funny even for him. So I I always liked, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon skits, especially when Will Ferrell, like when when they had juggernauts on that show, he, he just couldn't keep a straight face. And obviously, you see where his career went and how, and how he can just carry shows, and or at least like the was it the Tonight Show he's on right now? Yeah, I have. I'm sore about the Tonight Show, but that's just more of a personal opinion. So, <laughs> so it, I, I just uh, you know kind of love where his career kind of went afterwards. Uh, some of the movies that he chose to do weren't awesome, but I don't know. I just I feel at home with Jimmy Fallon. That's all. Okay. 
But you, okay. you, 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 do you like that too? When the when the cast members break, I know Lauren Mike, uh, Lauren Michaels hates it, but I think it's the as a viewer, I think it's the funniest thing because it's like I couldn't hold my shit in those skits either, and I love seeing the professionals not they just laugh in the corner. I think it shows how good the writing is that they think it's funny after numerous rehearsals, but it kind of got to a point where, like, for me with Jimmy Fallon, and this is my whole take on Jimmy Fallon, um, is yeah, but. <laughs> You have to be somewhat a professional not to break every single time you're in a comedy act. Like, dude, you're a professional comedian. He can't, even, he can't even get through his own show. You know, like, but, that's just who he but, is. But that's what I mean. But like, that's what I mean. I'm sitting there being like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, it's a funny, like, it's funny when he does it, but it's like when it's a constant thing, it's like, all right, dude. Like, first of all, like, get your crap together and, like, be a professional. So, I mean, it's the same thing, like, me, like, I'm not a fan of him as The Tonight Show, and that's a whole different rant I can go down. Mm-hmm. Um, So, but, anyway. But, yeah, so, like I said, I like Fallon. I think I think he was in that nice little pocket of actors and actresses that came at SML at the right time, and you have a ton of them in this year list. So, like I said. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it's, you could really see it's the mid-aughts when I was in college, late nights, watching SNL, uh, once I got into my working career and just being able to, you know, just stay and up and watch and, uh, that, so you could, yeah, you can really see that in my list. It's like, oh, Jason was at home on Saturday night. Watch, you know, watching, uh, watching that or watching YouTube 20s. or watching YouTube on Sunday. Yeah. So no, for sure. Hey, it, it wasn't until like the whole DVR create, you know, in the in the teens, early teens, uh, when I got the DVR things and watching the next day, that really opened my my world up a hell of a lot more than waiting, uh, watching all night long. You know, <laughs> having to stay up and not forget, like, oh, I'm out, oh, like, 100%. I, I want to go home, <laughs> you know, and like watch this stuff. And when you realize it's not an hour, it's an hour and a half too. Yeah, because you grew up. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, where do you want to jump to next? All right, so 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 again, so 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 the ones that we have the same are Mike Myers, oh, yeah. Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, uh, Will Ferrell, uh, Kate McKinnon, Tina Fey, David Spade. Those are the ones we all have the same on. Yep. So for me, my question is, why Chris Rock over Eddie Murphy? Uh, like I think we we kind of hit on it earlier with the vintage with the vintage stuff, and Chris Rock really wasn't on it uh too much. I I think it was more of I I put him on as my guy more of he got his un he wasn't highlighted on the show. He was on a couple skits, wasn't really a main player. Uh, I don't even know if he was a medium player on the on the uh on the cast. Uh, and he was only there for a very short time, but uh, what he did there was really, you know, get on the wings of uh, of um, Adam Sandler and kind of that whole group, and really turned his career into, you know, he had stand up. That's kind of who he was. He was, uh, you know, just I just knew him as a funny guy anyway. So the fact that we had a comedian on the show is always I I, I like that, and I and I just and. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, Eddie Murphy's same way. Like he was a comedian, got on the show, didn't get his just due, had some killer skits. But I mean, for a time that I wasn't watching and, and I see the old ones and I'm just like, OK, I'm Gumby, damn it. 
Like that's that's the only one I know of of of. Uh, oh, Mr. Jefferson's neighborhood is like one of the best ones. Oh, buck, um, buckwheat, what? buckwheat. But like for like in 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 and this is just my look at it. First of all, anywhere if he had one season, he was only in the show for one season, and he has that mem- those those many memorable sketches. Um, I mean, another one that was one, and you probably couldn't do it nowadays, is the white. He did a whole thing about whiteface. Remember, he he turned white to see how it is to be white in America, and some of the stuff they showed was just hilarious. You know, the whole thing is when they got off the bus, the last African-American off the bus, and then all of a sudden people show up with, like, wine glasses, and there's dancing and music on the bus and stuff like that, and it was just, like, Back then, of course, it was the 70s, 80s when you could definitely shine a light on it, which was fantastic. Um, but like those one, his one year on SNL was just epic things after bit after bit after bit to a point where he came back and hosted last year for the yeah, first for the- time in whoever amount of years. Those those sketches were equally as funny. And that's why I think that one year he had such an unbelievable impact on SNL looking back on the history of SNL that, you know, he never came back to host. He was asked numerous times, didn't want to do it. And when he finally comes back to host, the show is off the rails. So. Yeah. And I and, and and maybe that's what I held against him is that he had all these opportunities to come back. He chose not to. There was some kind some you know, something happened that he was only on the show for a year. He thought his career was, you know, that his trajectory was much bigger. He didn't need it. And maybe Lauren thought the same way. And there was probably some rifts way back when. And there was a grudge. And it finally lifted. And I, maybe I hold that against him a little bit. And that I'd love to have seen him as host over the next... Man, that would have been like 20 years of him being a host. At least once every three years. He would have been on all the time. And it would have been... It, it, for every, He didn't even want to promote shows. He didn't need it. He didn't need snl anymore and you could tell like well one year i'm out of here i don't need this i he he was a superstar anyway just in the comedy realm of whatever you know and then going right into movies and getting great movies on top of that so also and just to put this into perspective and why i think he's on it he did win eddie murphy won an emmy this weekend for (laughs) his role as a host on snl just just saying yeah i don't (laughs) I just I I left him off the show because I didn't get to watch any of it and I just never went back in time. <laughs> you could look at my That's list. Fine. I don't think there's anybody outside of my. I mean, Mike Myers and Chris. You know. Mike Myers well, might Farley, be the oldest, oldest guy Farley on here. Farley Spade and Myers. My, yeah, see, like that's the thing. Like, I have a lot more of the '80s, early '90s cast. Yeah. You have a lot of the early, early late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So. Uh, I said, yeah, Dan Aykroyd on here. So, you know, please, please uh, enlighten me about his his uh, repertoire other than two well, wild and crazy guys. That's that's the only thing well, I can remember. Well, of him. You have the the Bassomatic, which is one of the better skits an SNL did for the commercial wise. The Bassomatic, you had him doing Weekend Update with Jane Curtis, which was like one of the original Weekend Update hosts. You had him as Coneheads. You had them as Wild and Crazy Guys. You had the restaurant with Jim Belushi. You had Blues Brothers. You had a lot of iconic things with Dan Aykroyd's part. And again, he was part of the original cast. He wanted. He's one of the original guys. Um, you know, and he still comes back, and he he'll, he he's always willing to come back for a little guest appearance. Um, he was, you know, he was in an episode with both Steve Martin and Justin Timberlake, which was really really cool. Um, 
yeah, again, it's that first years they were still trying to figure out the show. You know, he came from Second City. He came from you know Canada. And after he got his movie career, he was like, I'm out by like, thank you for your time. But he's also never forgot where he came from, which is always cool when you see some of the older cast mates, cast members come back. Um, but again, like I said, that's my dad's SNL. I grew up because I'm a fan of Dan Aykroyd just because of Ghostbusters and some of the other movies that he's in. But like me and Jen watched Co- the movie Coneheads last week and it's hilarious. Him and Jane Curtis are fantastic and that's an SNL movie. And you watch some of the old SNL. Like I said, I do like the old SNL. Some of it hits, some of it misses, but a lot of times when Dan Aykroyd's on the screen, a lot of it hits. So, yeah, no. to each his own, right? I mean, but the funny, like, like I said, look, looking at that, and I look at your list, I'm like, every single one of these people on my list is like on my bench. Like everybody, like that you said, is like, oh, he's on my bench, he's on my bench, he's on my bench. Like we, if we could do the whole 25 man lineup, half of these players, all of your guys are on my list. Yeah, and there's one guy in here, and I don't know why. I mean, there's two guys, actually, that I'll, I'll kind of pinpoint, Bill Hader and Jason Sudeikis. Um, there was something about those two guys during that genre of time, because that's now you're getting kind of late aughts, more teens, early teens, mid-teens for those guys. And it was just a different part of my life. I was getting into my 30s. And those are the two guys I kind of looked at especially Jason, I was like, I don't know. I just kind of like looked at them. I was like, man, I want to be that guy. Or I just want to go drink a beer with those guys. And I, I, you know, even the way that they portrayed themselves on the show uh, and uh, some of the skits that they were in, but, uh, and then even some of the movie choices that they did and all the things that come along with it, I'm kind of following their career. Cause now I'm getting into that now with this genre where I'm like, dude, they're only a couple years outside of my realm of guys that I just want to kind of hang out and be, and just make me laugh. Like I, I just love hanging around with people like that. And, uh, those were two guys. I was like, ah, they're on my team. Cause I just want to have a beer with them. And I think some of their skits were, were hits, uh, especially getting on update, uh, with hater and, and doing what he did with Seth Meyer. <laughs> Seth Meyers, it was just, Totally comical. Just, just loved it. Some and, of and... the, some of the Bill Hader sketches are just off the walls. Fun, like the whole like the guy from Twenty Twelve. He's like, ah. and he's eating like the popcorn. He's like, ah. <laughs> like that one. I love. Um, well, the, you the know, pop- you 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 hit it with uh, Cecily Strong. <laughs> oh man, I can't even get through this. When he came on to guest host uh, a couple years ago, and he was in a wheelchair. Do you remember this sketch? And Cecily Strong yeah. was like on the wheelchair. <laughs> oh my gosh, that that was the funniest skit I've ever seen in my life. And everyone was 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 breaking in that up and that because he he was just the one. The one I also think of is him with the puppet. He has the puppet as his his uh, like his coping mechanism <laughs> in the puppet show with like he's like. I and like I am, and it's like zooms in on the puppet every single time, and he's just like this whacked out puppet, like Vietnam veteran. And it's just like he's telling these stories, and they're all like, okay, like stuff like that, like, like a split personality. Awesome... Yeah, I mean, some of the characters he did were just in some of the impersonations. Um, there's a bunch of them where I think he was like a weathercaster, like an old weathercaster, or like an old newsman. Dude, yeah, anytime, like he, anytime he wants to be an old guy or any of his characters, he just hit. I mean, oh, you watch his show now? The show Barry? on yeah, on HBO. I watched I started watching it. I kind of went off on different shows after that. It's very hard for me to 
keep uh, my attention on the show. Right, right. Awesome though, and it it, it shows his like it's kind of a dark comedy. It's well scripted, well acted, and he he writ, wrote direct. I mean, he's really involved with this process, and I and that was like man, that was always in him, you know. And and who's to say you know like he he was uh, did he get any writing credit on SNL? I, well, they all. I think they all get writing credit. Okay, because I, I know he, some of his some of his best work. I'm sure he wasn't even in. You know, some of his skits. So well, and 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 that's something else too. Was the um, for me, it was the the one of the other sketch that brings to my head with him was the game show. He's a he's the game show host. What's his name? And they're like, uh, and it's just. It's on YouTube. I'm telling you, like Google some of the stuff that he's been in. It's like the best. And like yeah. again, like he's great. But but for me, it's like you look at my list, and I'm like, I have Phil Hartman on there. Yes. Like some of the stuff that Phil Hartman is in, sketches are fantastic. Like it's just, you know, him as Bill Clinton. Come on, like yes. that was like perfectly casted. So. Yeah, and I don't even think you saw the best of Phil Hartman, to be honest with you. We lost him really early, and I don't, you know, some of his trajectory that he could have been in film, uh, and what he could have actually he was done that, on he was his in own. The Simpsons, like you, you watch The Simpsons. He's, he has a huge wave in that, and he was supposed to be in Futurama as Zap Brannigan. That's where you have Billy West, who does Zap Brannigan's voice in Futurama, is imp- making. He is doing an impersonation of Phil Hartman being Zat Brannigan. Like I've taught, I went to a convention. He's like, that's exactly why, how I did that voice. Was it was supposed to be Phil Hartman in that role, and then it was like just they. Ha- it was just him making a Shatner impression as Phil Hartman. Hmm. So, but yeah, like I said, and and for me, looking at your list, I get Andy Samberg. Everybody gets why Andy Samberg is on that list. He is just he was so good in the thing, and he was even better with the d- digital shorts. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I had it with his music. He he, he was just multi talented, and and I think that had a lot to do with like the Adam Silver and the Jimmy Fallon. They could do other things. They could sing. They could play music, and they made it funny. And uh, you know, and and Andy was was I think they kept taking it up and up. Like Adam kind of started it, or. I'm sure other guys did it, but I think he kind of like, all right, this is what I'm going to do and how I'm going to be goofy. And then, then Jimmy Fallon kind of did his own thing. And then I think Andy was like, ah, this is how I'm going to do it. And it's like, it was way better. hundred percent. And then, so I want to f- and, and end it with our two hosts. Sure. We have two legendary hosts. Oh yeah. And it, so it, why it, did, why'd you pick Justin Timberlake? Oh God. And it goes back to my Jimmy Fallon love. So I think those two guys are, they were epic together. Uh, They were fed off each other very well. Uh, I think Justin Timberlake, again, is, I think he's just a funny guy. I mean, I I, I like him. I like people might not like his acting. Um, I like him in movies. I like seeing him on the screen. I like what he can do and his presence. Um, And when he came to SNL, he could be multi-character he can laugh at himself. He he does those uh, singing skits as dressed up as mascots, and I think those crush all the time. People, I'm sure YouTube, uh, you look at those numbers; they're in the millions of views, like just catastrophic. And it's because you know that's exactly what you want. You want the best of that host. And I thought, you know, the the shows that he has been on. Now, can he, like your host, can he keep that going? Like, I think you have a great host. I'm not, no, won't argue that. I'm surprised, like, Alec Baldwin's kind of another guy, kind of in that, in that same genre. But Steve Martin can just 
when is he ever going to end? Like that's you know, and that, can Justin ever get to that point? Maybe not, but uh, maybe his you know he'll, he'll be done in a couple years. But that that would be well, you know Martin time will tell. Keeps, and the thing about Steve Martin is he keeps reintroducing himself. He keeps you know he's he's a professional banjo player. Like and by the way, and he did win an honorary Oscar two years ago, three years ago. You know, in 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 that in in for what he has done, but he literally for whatever reason it was, he was never a cast member. But when you look at people thought he was a cast member because he hosted that many, um, that many shows early on to a point where people thought he was a member of the cast. Right. And And I I was one of those guys, I, you know, for a long time, I was like, Steve wasn't on this show. Like he seemed to be on the show. And like, and it was like, you know, and some of the skits that he had was the King Tut, King Tut, like that whole thing and the wild and crazy guys and just some of the random stuff that he was just thrown into, you know, you can't even like, I'm trying to think of like other sketches that he's famous for, but you probably go through SNL and you're like, what is going like he was in that sketch and he was on the sketch, but he also brought along one of my other favorite actors that I don't, again, people forget. I don't never even realize Martin short he's best friends with Martin short. And it's like one of those things, like I don't believe Martin short was a, a full-time cast member. I think he was maybe a year or two, but it was just again, one of those things where it's just, it's just, you're sitting there like you're watching him, you know, and he doesn't really sing. He doesn't have the acting, cho- the singing chops like Justin Timberlake does. But at the same time, it's just, he has memorable and you thought he was always there for longer than he was. So, you know, that's just the way I look at it. It's like when you think of SNL, you think of hosts, Steve Martin, Justin Timberlake are your one, two at, at, at that time. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, again, at, at, for me, the, why, the reason why, Al, you know, Alec Baldwin was definitely up there for sketches like the the counselor boy, like the camp, the counselor with Adam Sandler <laughs> and <laughs> other stuff like that. Can't, got, show, can't show that on TV anymore, but <laughs> I can't, I can't. Put, I, 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 he's oversaturated with the whole Trump stuff. So it's like, he's just, I can't do right. it because he's no, doing it all the time now. Ding, ding, ding. Now. Yeah. I, 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 and it got to a point SNL, especially in the last few years, they're hitting that super hard and it's, it's, I, it, it's an easy, it's an easy hit ball to hit and they're getting grave reviews and yeah, score, I guess, so. I guess so. And it's, it, it's keeping him having a job and having fun with it and it, you know, to each his own. But I'm like, every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, it's like another one. It's like, all right, like I, I get it. You know, like, you know, well, but, I mean, uh, Jim Carrey is going to be Joe Biden this year on SNL. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> see how that be, is. Which could be great. Uh yeah, that that would be great. But uh we'll we'll end right here and I'm I'm very curious. Who is your number one weekend update person? Uh Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Okay. That's that is exactly why she is on my list. Because I was like, so I don't yeah, know of anyone who did it better. Palin. It's her and Palin. Right. The whole Palin thing was great. <laughs> no no one can see me right now, but it's yeah. I always remember. Anyway, oh, that was that was great. Now your your list was good. I know we you know we did try to have some debate back and forth. Uh, we're all it's we're hard. both it's hard we're both ha- it's hard not to have the debate on this stuff because it's like name you you, you could be like what's a bad you could you could have a better debate what's a bad sketch. I think but, you're both you know, our most contentious why... was Eddie Murphy and, and, and Chris Rock. I, I I agree, but it's just I in in with to your fact. Eddie Murphy had a way better SNL career, and that's kind of where the list list is. 
I just think Chris Rock is just one of those guys, part of this genre that, hey, he was on it. I couldn't even tell you a skit, kind of like what I just, I could tell you Eddie Murphy's, right? I could tell you three characters that he did. Uh, but I just read just what Chris Rock uh, during that time and where he's gone today and how he's been in that genre of Adam Sandler is just, it, it, it just could not keep him on my list just because of who, who he is yeah, and all, what he's, what good, he's meant man. to me, I guess. So no, no, I think that was the only it's one other than that. I think our list was, was pretty legit and I can't, you know, can't complain, but, uh, let's end there. Hey, everybody, please go on, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, Facebook, Look at our, I'm sure you heard us, what we had to say. Just a simple James J. Who do you think won? And, uh, you know, who, or what, what all-star team you think came out on top? So uh, I'm very curious. There we go. Uh, and we'll go from there. But uh, let's get to our last segment here. A couple dads being dudes. So let's talk about last night. Uh, James, uh, I'm sitting there. It's, we're getting ready for the show. It's about 8 o'clock. James sends me a text. Hey, man. Uh. You know, I don't know about the show tonight. Uh, Harrison's having a tough time going to bed. Been there, been there, still there. Uh, and uh, and we and I quickly texted back, "Hey man, no issues, no worries. Pats are on tonight, so we'll just move it to to Monday." So here we are. But uh, dude, let's talk about nighttime routines and our kids. I, you you have a twelve. You have other age ranges here, so you can kind of go all over the gamut. I have a three beer turning four and a one turning two. And I'm telling you what, uh, nighttime routines, I wish were five minutes long. They last an hour, each one. And it's like, I, I we, we try doing it early. They wake up early. We do it late. They still wake up early. Can't fucking win. Uh, and it's like 10 books, 12 books, a song, a story. I'm making shit up at this point. And now I'm getting frustrated. And then I'm just walking out of the room. So James, talk me through last night. What's up with What's so, up with Harrison? What is he doing? So Harrison, it's dude. It's literally like a switch. I can't make this up. Honestly, it was out of nowhere. He just won't go to bed, and um, you know, it's the same routine. It's nothing different about our routine. It's literally eight o'clock. We get he gets changed into his his pajamas. We give him a bottle, uh, you know, warm milk with the bottle, and he has the bottle. And he hangs out with us, um, and then we put him to bed around eight thirty. You know, we walk in the room; the lights are already. We have one light on, and it's, you know, you know, give daddy a kiss, give mommy a kiss, 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 and he's rubbing his face into my shoulder or rubbing his face into, you know, Jen's shoulder. And it's the kiss of death, man. You think they're ready, and they're like, "Nope, actually, I should have went to sleep thirty minutes ago." So now I'm up, and I'm even crazier and so... crying, and I don't know why. And, and so like, I, then it goes like, oh, you know, you know, Hey, you know, we, we, we turn on our, you know, our, 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 our echo, uh, to play, you know, ocean sounds. Cause that's what we put, or we do thunderstorms depends on, you know, what, what, what move we're feeling. And we lay him down. And the second I turn that kid horizontal, man, it's automatic screaming and waterworks, you know? And so we close the door, we go outside we do our business and we're like, oh, he'll scream for like five, five, 10 minutes at the most. And he will go to sleep. He always just cries himself to sleep. Some nights it's like, wah, wah. and other times it's like five minutes or 10 minutes. You've heard it. You've heard him like out of nowhere. Or sometimes he'll like stop crying for like 10, 15 minutes and wake himself back up. And now it's gotten to a point. It's like, I'm like, he's standing at the corner. Like he's standing at like right by the door and you go in there and he's tears, not just passed out. So like today, so Friday night, 
he wouldn't go to sleep. So we we kept we, we kept like going and comforting him, him and like rubbing his back and going to sleep. And then we I would come out and keep watching a movie. And you know, and he kept just waking up, waking up, waking up. And so we got up, we gave him another bottle because we figured, okay, he, then he's really hungry. Maybe he that didn't fill him up enough. Gave him another bottle, falls asleep in Jen's arm like a little mm. like a little baby, like a littler baby than he is. And Jen's like, oh, this is adorable because he doesn't do that with her. He does that with me. A lot of times I'll take him and lay on the couch with him and let him kind of relax a little. Sure. Put him down 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. He's out cold because he fell asleep with Jen and I moved him into the crib. Staying in the crib is a completely different story. But then like it just keeps happening. He just doesn't want to go to bed. And we don't know if he's overtired. We don't know if he's overstimulated. We don't know. And we're trying to figure it out. So like, and we're like, you know, we try to give him like the naps during the day to see what it is. But man. It is unbelievably tough. It is just, ugh. and then like I said, when, well, trust me. Once I'm done with this and I'm done editing it and get ready to go, and I'll be probably going to bed around eleven, eleven thirty tonight. What I always do, the second Jen will go in there and make a bunch of noise, open the door, close the door, get ready, get in bed. I will go in there like I am a cat burglar, not making a single. I take off my watch beforehand because it has the Velcro. Strap on it. I take like if I have to get out of my jeans, yeah. I take my jeans off and just throw it like in the corner by the room so I can just let just hop in the bed. I won't make a noise. I won't hit anything. I won't do anything. I will lay in the bed. Twenty minutes later, and I'm like, oh, you're so... and then he comes in the bed and passes right back out with us. So I mean, that's him. Wes is five and he just hates going to bed anyway. Yeah, but like, and it's the same routine. Eight o'clock comes when Harrison gets ready. He gets ready. And they literally go to bed around the same time. We kind of, you know, but he he's not the one who I want a story, 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 story. He just wants to stay up and hang out with us. Like that's sure. his thing. He wants to stay on his tablet and play on his tablet or watch whatever we're watching. Like tonight we were watching Ratatouille. He wanted to stay up and finish oh, watching Ratatouille. Well, you know, that's your fault. <laughs> I I always want to stay up and watch Ratatouille too. So I mean, true. So and, and Logan's easy. He's twelve. Like just go to bed. Like turn off your phone. Put the switch back in the living room. Go to bed. Like he has a bedtime at like nine thirty, whatever. And he'll negotiate with us for like snacks or whatever. So sure, he's the easiest Good. of the two. But yeah, you should be doing but, that. Keeping you guys on your toes. Now, so yeah, with with Andreas, it, it's just turned into uh, an epic bedtime. Uh, always, uh, sometimes a fight, and it's actually sometimes you know he still gets a little nap time here and there during the days, which are awesome. Which we then we know we can like prolong the the, the bedtime. But when he misses those naps on the weekends when we're home and stuff like that, and we're kind of out and about, uh, we know that man he. If there's a window, right? There's like a 30 minute window, and if you miss that, you're you're fucked. Oh, um, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you, you you can see it. You're like, just, and that's the thing. Like tonight, is he went to the doctor today for his one year physical, and he got some shots, and he had to get oh, some yeah. blood work done. And it's like he's tired. He he was sitting at the dinner table eating. He's tired. Mm. He's tired. He's gonna pass right out. And he's playing with us, and he's just rubbing his eyes and rubbing his head onto the couch and stuff. And it's like, oh, you're going to go down like a champ. Tonight. And are you a parent like, no, stay a little bit longer, a little bit longer. No, I'm like, it should have been like, yeah, no, like, just send him uh, to bed. <laughs> well, for us, it's we want to kind of keep to the 830, 8, sure. routine. We don't want to change it too much. But the problem is with the sitter, he doesn't get a nap with the sitter. OK, so he gets a nap with us. So if I'm home with Harrison or if I keep if I'm home and I'm not working and I have Harrison I'll, he ha, he takes two naps on the weekends. He takes like an hour or a 90 minute nap in the morning and he takes an hour or 90 minute nap in the afternoon. Problem is is he's such a light sleeper. Oh yeah. We'll get him down and you will walk and open the fridge and he'll wake up. 
like it is can sometimes be that bad and it's like but we know the second we put him in the car within two minutes of me driving anywhere he's out out and i'm like come on dude why can't, why can't you do that in the in the apartment i don't want to waste my gas driving around for an hour oh that's for you to that's that's us on the weekend sometimes uh when we're oh, just like we, we're, yeah when we had it when, when we had it we're just like all right let's just get him in the car because we know they're gonna pass out and then sometimes, uh, you know, Andreas will hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then it's like three and then he falls asleep. We're like, damn it. No, you're going to be up till 10. So no, no dice. No bueno. So uh, but uh, Camille, she's she's awesome right now. She's pretty routine. Uh, but now she's getting a little uh, picky and, and demanding with her book selection. How many in what order? Uh, she's like tonight I put her down. I shut off the light. She takes her little Moana doll and flicks the lights. Kind of cute. And then, uh, we sit down. It's dark. She goes, Oh, moo. And I'm like, Oh man, we're not. And then she's like light. And I was like, ah, so we got to get back up, turn the light on, read moo. And then finally, and then she went down without a peep. So I was like, man, she, she loves the routine. If you screw that up, you're screwed. Uh, but then there's nothing on the back end where there's no benefit for us if we keep them up late. Like they're up early and Andreas is climbing into bed and just slamming doors. And I don't mind him coming in, especially in the morning, whatever, no big deal. But uh, you wake up your sister, we're all up, we're all screwed. And I'm not a happy camper at that point. So that's all I care about is like keep the little one asleep because she'll just cry and cry until you so, go rescue her. And that's what it is with me. Like Harrison will cry and I will normally go get him and bring him to bed with us. And then he falls right asleep. But then of course you have a one year old who takes up more bed than the two parents. Cause that's how it is. Yeah. But, um, but like for him, it's, he doesn't cry when he has like a poopy diaper or he, tonight he did cry. Like if he, if he like t- has a poopy diaper when he's falling asleep, he'll cry to let us know that it's poopy diaper. And then you change the diaper and he goes right to bed. But like, he'll like, he'll he, sometimes like the diaper will leak at night. And for him, like, he won't wake up to that. He'll start stirring. Like, he'll start just rolling around a lot or, like, getting up and, like, repositioning himself. But he won't cry letting us know something's wrong until, like, he actually then wakes up and is like, hey, guys, what's up, guys? It's uh, 4.30 in the morning. It's time to get up and hang out with me. Yeah, um, right. And so he does that a lot, you know, lately. I see, I see that all that activity on your watch. When I wake up in the morning, I like, God, this guy's been up for like three hours already. And it's, I'm well, up I at sleep, five. <laughs> well, I sleep, I sleep with my watch on. So that's why. Yeah. You're moving so, all around, burning calories, getting stand oh, time God, in. Dude. Well, dude, <laughs> so. it's, it's the new sleep feature, which I love. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, he, he is, he keeps, so a lot of times if he wakes up really early in the weekdays, I will hang out with him in the morning with let Jen sleep, but then Jen lets me sleep in on the weekends. No, oh, nice. not that much. It's like, he'll wake up at six. I'm all the way up like at eight. So it's not major. Like super what? sleeping. You, you can oh, yeah. get to eight o'clock, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow, we get... almost had a clean episode. We almost had a fully clean episode until right there. Oh no, man! I dropped f bombs left and right in this episode. <laughs> I was talking. I totally was not paying attention. Um, <laughs> clean but, uh, episode. Yeah, so, who does that? But, oh yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but like you know, when Harrison gets up, sometimes Wes will then get up, and and then it's then it's like, uh, oh, yeah, right. A long day. 
Yeah, Andreas because... is okay. Andreas, I don't mind at uh, you know at that it it's it's Camille, like you said, like the Harrison's still too young, can't leave him in the crib. They'll just keep crying. It, it ain't stopping. Like they want you, and they're gonna get you. You know, like it's it, it it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Oh, just it's like crazy. Thanos. I'm looking forward to the day. Looking forward to the day. Which what day is that? He that a he's no longer sleeping in our bedroom. Okay. Um, and that he is literally just sleeping through, sleeping through the night. Like, and this thing funny, like funny night. That's some nights he goes to bed and sleeps right through to like seven o'clock, and we're like, "What did we do the night before?" And then oh, we, do, we try to do the exact no. same thing, and it's like, "Nope." Hi guys, it is ten thirty in the morning or ten thirty at night. I'm like. Hey, uh, I'm gonna keep crying here, and then like we'll pick him out and we'll bring him into like the the living room and let him play for a little while. And he's playing like it's two o'clock in the afternoon, just do do talking to himself, oh, playing man. with little people. You're just watching, like God damn. Oh, and then <laughs> somebody had to give him somebody had to give him a tablet that plays music that he likes dancing to. Oh, oh, oh what a who did that? What a what a jerk. <laughs> I don't know, but you know he he found that one button he keeps hitting to play the same three songs. <laughs> Camille's got the same thing: rainbow, boop, rainbow, rainbow, yo, rainbow, yo, rainbow, yo, yo, rainbow, yo, yo. duck, duck. <laughs> Can I uh, see that thing? <laughs> Throw it out the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. we we always said too. We we never liked the people that got us V Tech toys, but uh, here we are being the ones that get other people V Tech toys. Say, hey, welcome oh, to our it. hell. They love it. Welcome they to our it. hell. Like I said. He loves it. He loves playing with them. So I'm not going to take away. But yeah, so we, we, we're trying to. We went to into the doctor. Even said, "Is he's just a crappy sleeper?" Like I love when the doctor is like, "He's just a crappy sleeper." It happens. You have kids who just don't like sleeping, and he just doesn't like sleeping. But when he sleeps, he sleeps. Like some nights, he's just he passes right out. But but yeah, no, it's a learning curve. I'm definitely you know, I, it's not as bad as it. And to be honest, and this is my last thought on the sleeping is like when he was a baby, when he was just born, like this time last year. It really wasn't bad. Like everybody's like, you lose no sleep. Well, you know, realistically, a me and Jen took turns sleeping, which I always felt like is the best way to do it. Like I would be with him till like one o'clock, two o'clock oh, in the yeah. morning when shifts, he had to feed, like shifts, and and she then would take it over from there. But nine times out of ten, we're he's sleeping with us on the couch on our chests or in our arms because he didn't like being in a bassinet or a crib right away. So he's very much just sleeping with us for nights. But like Jen wasn't up all night with him. He was never up all night with me, you know. So it was like I look back on it. I was like, I, I don't really feel like I had a tough time with him mm-hmm. sleeping. It was just more of when is this going to end? Not really when this is going to end, but like because then you get on a sleep routine, like mm-hmm. you know, because you know Jen would let me, you know, in the middle, like after I got home from work when I was working for a different insurance company. I would make dinner, I'd clean up, and then I'd sit on the couch and I'd fall asleep for an hour, like watching TV or watching sports or something like that. And she would let me like snooze on the couch for an hour, knowing that I was going to be up late with Harrison and then we'd just swap. So, like I said, it, it's never, I've never been one of those people who's been like, you know, in the over the year that Harrison's been around, I think I've had two, maybe three really bad, crappy, sleepless nights. And I, if I said five or kind of one hand, I'd, I'd be pushing it. Um, like I said, you know, somehow we've always been able to get sleep either by, by tag teaming or like just, you know, you sleep, I'll sleep type of thing. So, you know, we, like I said, we've had a couple nights where Harrison's been up from two o'clock to 5am and then goes to sleep at five o'clock and our, our alarms are going off in 10 minutes. So it's like, uh, let's rock yeah. and roll. 
spot. Well, so with all that said, we're talking, we're, we're a couple dads being dudes with uh, lack of sleep. So in order for us to then finally fall asleep, wake up the next day, God, James, what is it that we need to fuel us for the rest of that day? What do you, where, where oh, do you go? What do you do? Oh, do you mean you brew some fine, delicious, evil, deadly grounds coffee? Oh, of course. And and I finally got my shipment uh, early in the week, and I really couldn't wait for our segment here and really talk about it. Enjoy it thoroughly. I got the French vanilla. I've been brewing it. Is that? So delicious. So velvety, creamy. I'm what telling you. What else did you, you get? Uh, I haven't even tried it yet, so I got the pumpkin spice that's coming next. So uh, if, if it's half, not even half, I bet you it's it, it's going to be wonderful. I can't wait. So it's uh, it's been very well it's been received cool. at it's, home. It's been, it's been a chilly couple mornings. It's oh, fall man. is definitely yeah, I'm to arrived. Brew. Yeah, instead of iced coffee, I'm going hot. And uh, You know, I, what I used to do is brew like a really, uh, you know, big, big... Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of ounces of coffee, have one cup, but now I'm just like mowing through the hot co- hot coffee and not saving any and putting it in the fridge for the next day to have nice iced coffee. So uh it's great. Great product. Get out there, guys. So there. definitely go to de- getdeadly.com. They are our official sponsor. Um so it is ha- Halloween season is legitimately next week is October. Can't freaking wait yes um so definitely check them out getdeadly.com to get all your coffee needs including mugs paraffin shirts also coffee uh like you said you got the pumpkin spice which is perfect for this time of year um but also you got french vanilla original brew um luck of the uh curse of the blarney stone which is the irish cream which is fantastic which is brew which is the chocolate one so definitely check them out getdeadly.com um get your coffee today but with that, Jay, we are going to wrap up this yeah. last, sixth episode. Yeah, awesome. Awesome episode. Thank you, James. It was awesome. So, and then, Jay, where can people find us on the social medias? All right. On Instagram, it's at It's Go Time Podcast. And uh, our Gmail account, It's Go Time Pod at gmail.com. James. And, the, and then also you can go to uh, It's Go Time with Jay and James on our Facebook account. Uh, check that out for all up-to-date information. But also to go to thedorkening.com for all your podcast needs. You heard earlier in the episode one of that fantastic intro. Everything you want from poor, pop culture, gaming, tech, all that stuff. Just some humor is on there. Thedorkening.com. 30-plus shows are available. Check it out today. With that, guys, you have a wonderful rest of the day happy fall as you're listening to this it is fall has finally yes. arrived so go get your pumpkins go carve them and tune in next week for another fantastic episode of it's go time with jay and james have a wonderful day guys peace out <laughs>